In a complex world brimming with new ambitions, the best leaders create the best workplaces. This is the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast, where you can hear real stories about digital capabilities and a culture of empowerment with your host, Joanne Meyer. So welcome to those of you that are returning. Thank you for clicking all the right buttons so you could join us again on the Oil & Gas Global Networks Digital Doers podcast. And for those of you that are new, I think you're in for a treat today. I have a, we're doing something a little different, um, you know, with a name like Digital Doers, we do have to talk a lot and not have to, but we want to and talk a lot about digital capabilities and about technology particularly in the oil and gas space, but not exclusively. Um, but one of the things when I took this over from Michael O'Sullivan is I said, I want to do everything and talk a lot and introduce our listeners to uh, technology and digital capabilities that are going on. But I'm also very interested and know it's very important to look at this intersection of the culture and digital capability in many respects. Um, I think most people would readily agree that it's pretty tough sometimes to get your adoption on digital capabilities if you don't have the right culture. And culture can be uh, a huge help, uh, enabler, if you will, in, uh, um, in getting that, uh, being able to leverage and actually capture value from your digital capabilities. But in addition to that, in my experience, um, you know, I have found digital capabilities to be very empowering for people. You know, it really makes that information available widely. And uh, it's, uh, it's quite fascinating and uh, I think inspiring to see what people can do when they have access to information, to meaningful information to them. And so that's one of the reasons I'm so enamored with digital capabilities is because I've seen really the, how empowering it can be to, uh, to everybody, employees, particularly the example I'm thinking of here. And so with that, um, before we get too far into this, though, I do want to say uh, how grateful I am um, and our listeners are to HPE. That's our sponsor. And if you get a chance, go take a look at hpe.com. That's their website. And in particular, take a look at a, a new platform that they've been talking about and working on and delivering um, called GreenLake. And in particular, the little tagline is that it's the edge to cloud platform. And what HP is doing is they are bringing this cloud experience uh, to you wherever you need it. So whether it's in um, on your on premise at your co locations, um, at your data centers, at your edges, wherever it is you need, wherever your data and apps are, that's where they want to bring this um, this this cloud experience to you. And it you know the GreenLake platform and HPE they have the widest portfolio of on premise cloud services and over twelve years of consumption based experience. So it truly is the cloud that comes to you. So go take a look at hpe.com. And also, I want to just say a little bit about OGGN. Um, we've got several podcasts. Digital Doers is where you are today. But if you get a chance, go to the Oil and Gas Global Network 
OGGN.com and take a look at some of the other podcasts. There's a, a lot of really good conversations going on. But with that, I'm going to jump right in and and I want to introduce you to um, my guest today. And his name is Io Lawrence. And Io is an engineer. He was educated as a health and safety and environmental engineer. And he, he spends uh, his professional time these days in uh, the oil and gas industry. But most of his experience um, is around in, is in the IT space in, uh, uh, in oil and gas. And recently I ran across Io on LinkedIn. Um, he has a podcast and is very active there. And I, I became very interested in what he was doing and saying because he was talking a lot about some headlines that we're all reading about, things called the great resignation and quiet quitting. And so um, Io took it upon himself to uh, learn a little more about that. And he has a refreshing way, I think, of looking at this. And so with that, um, Io, I'm going to turn it over to you. And also, you know, please tell us whatever else you'd like for us to know about you and, and how you got into this uh, uh, exploration around journey, around uh, understanding uh, what's going on um, with our folks, um, our younger folks in the industries in particular. Hey, my. John, nice to nice talking to you. Nice meeting you again. Thanks for reaching out. I really ask people reach out to other people because you don't know where you're going to learn and the kind of relationship is going to form. So I'm really thank you for thank you for reaching out to me because this is a relationship and I'm going to build on upon. All right, my name is Ayo Lawrence. You can find my name is Ayo Ade Lawrence, but if you call everybody calls me Ayo, so you can look me up on LinkedIn. I have a podcast there called Reading with Ayo. I have a love for reading and just I'm a very curious being. So I like to be asked questions and be curious. So, you know, one of the things that that led me to is to just start a podcast about my book, because when I read a book, I talk to people about it and people are like, man, you need to do something with this. You're really passionate about this. And that's one thing I love. And Joanne, I love the thing you said about being digital doers, right? I think it's very important. Everywhere you find yourself nowadays is you need to be a digital doer. If you know if you're a finance person, you have to be a digital doer. If you're an operations person, you have to be a digital doer because digital is the way we can add value at a faster rate to our organizations and to the things we do. So I really love that you said that digital doers, and I love the name of the podcast as well. And I've listened to you know most of a bit of the podcast of your podcast, and I really love listening to them, and I will continue to listen to it. Well, thank you very much, Io. Yeah. Yeah. No, with me, you know, so I've recently, I see everybody, you know, on LinkedIn. I'm a very, I'm very active on LinkedIn, but one of the things I've seen recently is people quitting their jobs, going to different companies and, um, you know, people just moving a lot and quitting. And I've been hearing this thing about the, um, greatness resignation. I was like, man, I was like, man, this is not right. Because I just looked at it, the, what I was seeing on LinkedIn and you know talking to people wasn't aligning with what the people are saying about the great resignation, right? People are resigning not for the reason that people are putting all these people are putting into the uh, into all these presentations and all these um, big podcasts that's going on. So I took it upon myself to actually talk to people in four different countries that I have you know people and I have people that I could talk to, you know, which is the US, the UK, 
Nigeria and India. And I started talking to people and I found out, right, actually, it's not actually the great resignation. It's the, tra it's the job transformation. The job world is changing. All right, let me ask you a question, Joanne, is when you started, when your parents were working, at the jobs they're doing today, do you think it's still the same today? And they were doing back in the day, is it still the same today? No. No. Either you know, way, yeah, even right. for me, right? Yeah. The jobs that that I did when I started, not even close. Yeah. It's I mean, like... just, I know you're, this is, yeah. I'm going to be a dinosaur here, yeah. but I was an engineer in a field office in a small town, Lindsay, Oklahoma. I remember when the first computer showed up in a box <laughs> and we had one computer for the entire office. Mm -hmm. And since I was the engineer there, I became the computer engineer. Now that was a way joke, but the point was, you get the point. Yeah. I, I was there when the computer showed up. So you have some idea how no, not even close just in the yeah. time since I started working. Yeah. I actually started with a computer, but the computer we use today is different, right? Like I have a VR with me in my office right now. I can do the things I can do, the models I can do in the, in a VR right now. And some of the work it can do is different. So yes. jobs are different right now. And companies that don't note that, Hey, so a friend of mine works for another oil and gas company, you know, and I tell him all these great things that we're doing in our organization. I was like, man, I want to join your organization because my organization is not doing that. Wow. Right. So people are leaving because they're seeing, things that are better in the other companies. And when you see people leave, even in the finance world, in any world, they're leaving to the technology companies. They're leaving. I know somebody that's left, you know, from a oil and gas company to go work in a bank because she was just enamored by the, some of the stuff that they're doing in terms of, you know, the way they were doing their operations, what they wanted to achieve. And she was like, man, I can't be sitting down in an office looking at the turbine, looking at the other things. I want to go experience those new things and you know people and the thing about it as well is the way we work is different people don't understand we used to do projects in a very old way back in the days but now projects are more agile if you look at if you go on linkedin i bet you go look for jobs you will see program manager product manager you the jobs even in engineering jobs right now they they don't it's not like the way you used to be named even finance you know people they call them business program managers now so like different things are different now and people are seeing those differences and they want to go meet those differences so companies and you know and companies that don't change are going to lose out it's not and people understand their power now that's another thing joanne so you said something because we had a conversation a couple of days ago yeah where we talked about this notion of some companies, many companies, yeah. they are trying to adapt hmm. um, because they are being told and they know on some level, but certainly they're being told that they have to change to attract the younger people like you mm -hmm. and the people you're describing, that they have to change because that's the only way they're going to be able to attract and retain these folks. But it's, you know, when you and I talked about the fact that that is a very much a compliance uh, mindset. And we were talking about, and I was struck when I was talking with you 
that there was just this shift in the way you looked at this, that it wasn't about, well, this is something that we have to do in order to retain these folks or attract and retain them. But the way you talked about it was like, there's an opportunity here that you need to recognize and it needs to be seen as a positive. Um, and it just struck me that how you looked at this so very differently than what many people talk about it. When you gave the example of, was it a young woman that was in finance? Or anyway, yeah. you said you talked with someone that was, it just struck me. We, I'll put myself in this older generation, we still very much think about digital capabilities, digital technology. We think about it as tools to help us do a job. When I hear you talk about it and heard you'd make this description, it's not just a tool. It's exciting. I want to go be part of this. I don't know maybe exactly what we're going to do with this, but I know it's going to be part of the future and the future work. And I want to be in that future look. That, that just struck me as you were describing that. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you know, what she told me. She said, I used to do this job and it used to take me, you know, look to all, through all the papers. It used to take me 12 hours. But now I can create a bot that will, do, that will go through those things, those files that I used to have. I'll create the bot. The bot will go through an Excel sheet and create all the numbers and do all that. And I can get this in two minutes. Something yeah. she used to do in 12 hours, right. it will take... She said, even if I do, if I have 10 times of the information I used to do before, I can do everything in two minutes because there's a bot that I created. I worked on myself as if, and she's never, she's never been an IT person. She was a finance person. She has a MBA in finance. So she was, she's a strict finance person, but she's, she's learned that if I don't, if I don't, if I'm not a part of the future and I don't take my skills, I'm going to be left behind. Yeah. And that's why she's taking that on. And that's what those people are looking for. They want to be a part of the future. And the companies have to be a part of the future. Yeah. I I think I kind of, I, I'm beginning to, like I said, I think there's, um, there's something about this mindset that many of us think about this technology as a tool. Mm. And many of the folks that are younger than we are, much younger, Maybe it's the digital natives, right? Yeah. You guys think of it as fun. It's oh, yeah. not a tool that you have to, I, you know, I can, it, it's, it's fun to be on that cutting edge of whatever's coming next. I agree. For me, it's for somebody like me, right? If there's a challenge, people always call me daily adopter in my organization. So if there's anything new, they say they want to go to, I'll quickly go there because I, that's, I'm an eager learner. And people yeah. are being more curious. Like, yeah. hey, what can I do there? There's, there's something called Agile. Let me go take an Agile certification. Let me go learn about what Agile is. There's something called, you know, M-I-A-M-L. Let me go learn what it is. I don't want to know. I might not know everything, but let me know what it can do. Then maybe I'll get somebody to do it, but I know enough to be dangerous. That's what people <laughs> are looking for now, right? So... But if organizations are not giving you the opportunities to do that, and other organizations are, people are going to leave to those organizations. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. That's, I, this is really insightful. And I, I really, uh, you know, credit you with 
you know, I knew there was something missing, but I, I think, you know, um, back in May, early May, one of my first uh, podcasts, I had a good friend of mine, AJ, AJ yeah. Muyua. And yeah, mutual friend. <laughs> I know, you know him as well. And, you know, he was trying to explain, because he shared with us the fact that right out of school, he's a petroleum engineer, and he went to work for Chevron. He was there for a couple of years, maybe not quite a couple of years, but about that time frame. And yeah. then he left. And like you said, he went to be a product manager at Facebook, yeah. right? And then after, I don't know, a couple of years, then he left there and went to a startup. And now I think he's at another startup. Yeah. Um, and one of the messages that he shared was something around this, you know, this speed. Mm-hmm. And I think it ties in a little bit to what you're saying. But what he talked about the speed was, you know, when you are doing, uh, you know, uh, the big companies, the Chevrons, the ExxonMobil, the Shells, the BPs, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're going and building a big platform that's going to be in, you know, a thousand foot of water and, you know, house a hundred people or whatever, you need to be deliberate. You need to be diligent. The risk is so high if you don't get that right. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about the fact that that's not the same for IT solutions. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, I think the the bigger companies, he said, we were talking about the difference uh, between the culture that he was seeing um, at, at, you know, like Facebook and, and some of the technology companies versus what he had seen in some of the, because not only has he been at Chevron, but he worked in his summer careers in many of the companies. Uh, and he was just saying, he thinks they treat project management the same. And so he said, you know, we would talk about an IT project. Uh, we talk about it for two months and figure out what we wanted to do. And then we would talk about it some more on what we're going to do. And then we would put a plan together. And he said, you know, I, you know, everybody talks about uh, technology and they need to be. And he said, then I got to Facebook and, you know, in two months we got the product and it's out there and somebody's using it. And we've, you know, we, we change it and there's the next generation. And he was just saying he thinks there's something about the fact that it's hard to make that shift that in the technology space, you don't have to be that risk averse. No, and that's all about empowerment. If this thing is not going to, if something is not going to kill someone, it's not going to cost us some money, which is most of these IT projects are not, let people put their hands on and try it. Because, and don't put, um, you know, uh, what's it? Don't put them, don't put on them shackles, you yeah. know, because in leadership shackles or yeah. bureaucracy shackles. Let them explore. Let them go test it out. Let them get that product out there. If it fails, let's go. If it works, there's, a, there's an opportunity there. And that's one of the things, you know, that I'm saying. People want to be empowered. And that's why people are leaving from the oil and gas company to tech tech, tech companies because people want to feel excited. So I spoke yeah. to one, one guy. He was like, I'm doing three projects at the same time because I can use the same code to develop those projects and I, and I feel excited and I just need to change some little things. But in, you know, in, in places like the oil and gas companies, right, they want to do one thing at that time and do it for three years. And in, before, when the three years comes, that project is obsolete. Then they will need to do a new thing, right? And that is where the difference is. And people need that power empowerment to go and go collaborate and go talk to people and go enjoy it without waiting for my leaders to give me all the directions. So, you know, I think that's a great thing. And one other thing is the thing about tech companies, they're paying for uh, talent. And I think, you know, 
we need to get away that structure of like, oh, this is, if this person is coming at this level, this amount of money. These people, they don't understand, like, if you want top talent, you got to pay for it. And they're going after it. They're going after those people and paying for it and giving them opportunities. And also the culture. I know me and you talked about culture as well. Uh, for me, I'm still with my company because I love the culture that I've been. There are people that have left because of the culture. Don't mind. They're like, but I've, you know, I've been, I've an opportunity to talk to my supervisors and let them know what kind of things I like and what kind of expectations I have. So I've been given those opportunities. But people leave because of culture. And culture, organizations are looking at culture like, hey, we need to have this framework around culture. No, culture is not do what I do you know, do what I say. Culture is do what I do. Mm -hmm. People replicate culture. If your leaders are not doing the right things, the employees are not going to do the right things, right? So if you want people to feel empowered, you need to empower them. You need to give them those power. If you want people to collaborate more, are you guys collaborate? Are the leaders collaborating among themselves? So that's some of the stuff that I, you know, I look at, like, you know, when people talk about culture, like, say, oh, we want to do a culture framework. Wanna, no, just do it. Like, Joanne, like, give, like, seriously, like, I'm, I, sometimes I get pissed at it because, like, you know what, what, what we want to do. Let's stop talking about it. Just do it. Okay, so that's hilarious because that's almost exactly what AJ said. He said, you know, the difference was, you know, in some of the companies I've been at, they talked a lot about culture and they talked a lot about what they were going to do. And he said, when I got to, you know, the tech companies, nobody talked about it. It, it was just the way people worked. So that's, that's very, very interesting. And, you know, those of us that are engineers, you know, we like a good plan, right? We like a framework and a plan and we'll work that sucker to death, right? Yeah. You're trying to eliminate all of the risk or mitigate, you know, as much of the risk. Whereas, you know, I think what we learn from dealing and talking and working with people like you and AJ and many others is so what if it's not right? You know, if it's not, you know, we can't be wrong about a platform out in the middle of the ocean. Yes, we yes. Can't be wrong about um, a, a, a digital solution of some kind because yeah. then we'll just change it and we can change it quickly, you know. That's uh, so it. There's something about that. So, I mean, I, I love these words you're using, like, you know, how much you're, you know, learning, you know, all of you guys. This is part of that, not the great resignation, but this, yeah. you know, job transformation is you want to be able to learn a lot learn. Yeah. You, want to be able, you want to feel empowered you want things to happen at a little faster speed um and you want to enjoy yeah enjoy as you're learning because yeah. there's because you know one thing my old parents like always told me is like you know if you're if you enjoy what you're doing if you feel joy from it like that's the biggest thing no matter amount of money that the people will pay you I've seen, you know, I've heard me people, someone was actually telling me the other day, like, I just love my work so much. I love what I'm doing. Even though people are poaching me outside and giving me more money, it's like, I'll, I'll stay here because I enjoy it. I love it. Because, and that, when people feel joy, and that's what be, you know, uh, what people are, people are not looking at is, 
and you know with the remote work thing people feel more joy people feel more you know happiness being close to home being close to their family some people need to go to the office and I'll, i always tell people there will be people that need to go to the office there are people that will need but people that want to stay at home let them stay at home they can make that decision for themselves oh i need to go to the office one of these days but it, by the time you put a um a time on it oh you got to be in the office five days or two days out of the week three days out of the week that takes away the power from the person their days are like so they give us three days in my company but their days i go in four or five days because i know there's something i need to do i know because i want to do something but their days i don't go at all so it just depends empowerment is really important joanne and and i can't empowerment brings joy empowerment brings joy people being be able to do stuff and take stuff and say, oh, I, I'm a part of this. I'm doing this. I'm feeling that, um, what do you call it? Feeling uh, that attachment to that thing. It's really important. And, you know, but what we see nowadays in most archaic companies is that, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the bosses that, that have the power, that have the thing, that have, the, you know, that takes all the credit. And that is not going to fly with this new generation. There's yeah. a new level of stuff going on. Yeah. I I share your your belief around empowerment. And I, you know, I, I share just a little bit that, you know, that's one of the the biggest um learnings I had about digital capability, digital technology, way back in the early two thousands. I was fortunate enough to be part of an organization with a very visionary uh CIO. I always say we had a real love-hate relationship, right? Because he was very visionary back then. And I was an operations person, right? And yeah. I was like, you know, that's a cost center, right? You know, this is not helping me do my work, yeah. right? Until one day it was helping me do my work. And not just me, but all of the people that were in my organization. Yeah. And all of a sudden they knew more about the topics that they would come and talk to me about, mm. whether we needed to replace equipment. Mm. Uh, they knew more because they had access to the data. And so when they came and talked to me, I could not argue. They were mm. coming as very informed, empowered people to say, here, you know, the decision's already been made and here's what supports that. I love that. You know, it yeah. wasn't like they have to come and ask me for a decision because they know more about it than mm. I do. Yeah. Uh, I, and but there, I saw people start getting a little more joy out of their work. Nah, like, that's that, that's true. I love what you're saying. That collaboration part between the business and digital is very important. Yeah. And you and what you're doing is, it's there's a there's a very important piece called discovery. You got to discover, and in discovery, you've got to listen, right? If you don't listen to the people that are going to use the tool, that I need, that are going to use it, you will not be able to get the right product. So that's one thing I always tell people, listen. You know, and that's one thing I try to do a lot nowadays is just listen and don't say nothing. You know, I want I want to help Joanne do something. Let me listen to Joanne. What does Joanne need? How does Joanne need this? What does, Then I can start documenting okay like, hey, hey joanne i have this for you test it does it work then i come back to you see hey joanne how can we make an improvement on this listen again gonna make an improvement i think that's one of the big joys of collaboration and getting results together i think is really important yeah i i i couldn't agree with you more and i um you know i i i have a um 
I have another little job, um, but it's not a job because I do love it. And it's facilitating some leadership development classes for an organization called um, the Health and Safety Council. And a big, it's a foundational leadership class. And we spend a lot of time on listening. Um, and it's, it's powerful, uh, not only for yourself, right, as a learner, for me as a learner, but it's very powerful when people think they are listened to. Mm-hmm. Nobody it's, learns when they speak. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I heard uh, George Clooney. Do you know who the actor George Clooney is? Yeah, I know, I know you mean. I read him, that he said something one time, and he said, uh, I don't learn very much when my mouth is open. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's excellent. Well, so let me ask you, um, and you said a little bit, but as we're kind of wrapping up here, I would really like to hear, um, are there some, a couple of little hints that you might have for managers and supervisors? You've thrown some out for sure. Is there anything else you'd like to highlight? So one thing I would love to highlight is for managers is listen, you know, like you said, listen first. Like my parent, my parents used to tell me, there's a reason why God gave us one mouth and two ears because so that you can listen better. But another thing is empower your employees. Let them give them opportunities to take risks. Give them opportunities to you know to go do a side project. Ask them, hey, what you know, is there anything you want to do? Ask them questions. Like, is there anything you feel like? you want to do it and they can do it because it starts with the leadership culture starts with leadership um value to add value to the organization starts with the leadership and understand the reason why you hire these people is because they're smart it's not because you know you want to use them as a tool you want to use them as as one of the you know things to drive value in the organization and one of the things because these people understand their power now like employees understand the power they have and they're taking it, they're using it. So you yeah. got to help them use their power, use their strengths, use everything that they have to deliver value to the organization. And I think that's the way we need to start moving and stop being the uh, the barrier towards them moving forward or to making things happen. So I think that's one of the things I will share with leaders and supervisors and managers and leaders at all levels. And also I will tell the employees, take your power. You have the power. You have the power. Take it. Go ask. Hey, I want to do this. Let them be the one to say no. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I I have said for a while that I wonder sometimes if um, the younger generation, and I will add some of the more diverse candidates in the organizations today, if they wonder, if they realize how much power they have. So I, 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 I agree with you completely that there's a lot of power. And if we can help, you know, people utilize that to, 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 to have more fulfilling experiences at work. Yeah, I think that's great. Okay. So before we go, I do want to ask you, you said you love to read. Yes, I so, do. So, so tell us a, a book that you've read that uh, you would recommend to us. So there's a book I just finished reading. I just finished, talked about it in my podcast. It's called Project Escape, The Lessons of an Unscripted Life by Lucinda Jackson. It's a really great book because, you know, it's something I've not thought about before. And what she talked about is our life after retirement. 
But one of the things I loved about the book is the stuff that she found out after retirement, which is, you know, things that we can use within our organization, within the organizations. Now, there was one part of the book, she, you know, she learned about the importance of family, you choosing your family. If your family is sick, go be with them. You know, the importance of taking breaks as well, understanding that level of understanding of breaking breaks and creating relationships. People don't understand that, you know, when we go to work, we just want to get things done and we rub people the wrong way. And or when we want to create a relationship with people, most of the time people want to create a relationship because they want they want to gain something. There's an importance of creating relationship just for creating relationship's sake, because that's actually the best way to create a relationship where you have nothing to set as a goal, but you're just getting to know the person because that's where the most value is because that's where trust comes. That's where people start to give you things. I always tell people, I have mentors and sponsors, but when I speak to them, I speak to them more about how can I help them, you know, or how can I be of help to them and just share and some of that's some of the things she's doing don't always go with a goal because she was she went to palau and she wanted to say hey what are you going to do for me what are you going to do for me but it was like when she now learns from those people like you know you got to create a relationship first before you can start asking for stuff so wow. that's one of the things i learned from the book okay so i need to read that book too i think it sounds really good but and so one more time what was the title of it it's called project escape Lessons of for an unscripted life, but it's Project Escape, Lucinda Project Jackson. Escape. Lessons yeah. for an unscripted Unscri- life. Life, yeah. Lucinda um, Jackson. Lucinda Jackson. Yes. So we're going to give a little shout out to Lucinda because Lucinda and I actually shared the pages of um, uh, an article back in uh, January of this year, 2022, for NAPE magazine. Oh, nice. Um, and we were talking about sponsors. And the, it's the unicorn that your career needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that we, I think we both hit on in that article is exactly what you're saying. Many times people ask me and I hear the question asked, you know, how, how do you get a mentor? How do you, and I love what you said. And I think it's so true. M- many of the young people that I mentor, um, they mentor me right? They help me. They bring things, uh, you know, AJ's a perfect example of that. And there's many others. Um, and so I love this notion of you're helping each other. It's not just a one way, you know, one way street. AJ and I actually played, saw each other this Sunday. We played tennis. We went for lunch. Then we went <laughs> swimming together. Then we watched a movie together. We came to my house. We were just hanging out all day. And that was just me telling him, oh, I met Joanne. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we need to hang out again. And we hung out. So you see our relationships built around, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, you're a wise man, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Io. And I, I loved this. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here. Thank and you uh, I hope maybe sometime in the future, gosh, maybe we'll get you and AJ together and we'll do a we'll do a a, a little panel, a little mini panel with the two of you. I love it. I love it. AJ is one of my best friends. I really like talking to Great. him and relating with um, him. Yeah. Okay. So thank you again for being thank here. You. And with that, thank we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you again to IO. Thank you to HPE. Uh, and like I said, please go take a look at hpe.com and in particular, take a look at their new GreenLake platform. Um, and also thanks to OGGN for um, allowing me to be part of their family and, and talk to really interesting people like Ayo. So with that, I will say goodbye until next time. 
come back next week for another venture into the real world of the best digital doers in the oil and gas industry. A production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.